Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Belly to Belly. And today we're talking about US market entry and uh, we're gonna kind of talk through some of the challenges and uh, best practices. So we're here with a great friend, Thomas Reeves from Axel. And uh, Thomas, welcome. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, I appreciate it. It's it's great to have you. And, and so we're gonna move pretty quick here. And, and you've been working with uh, international companies coming into the US for quite some time. And I know you, have specialized a bit, but it would be great just so our audience has some context. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about your work, Excel, and what you do to, to help uh, international companies. Yes, absolutely. So we are an advisory firm and we distinguish ourselves from consultants because we won't come in and tell you how to make your processes 10% better. We're happy to tell you that you're doing things wrong and that you really need to think about things in a completely different context, in a different way, and that what you've been doing successfully elsewhere uh, very likely just won't work in the U.S. market at all. Really what we tell people is we do three things. We help with strategy, figuring out where to start, how to go about things, how to communicate. Then we help execute on that strategy and we do matchmaking to money making. We think the most important thing in the U.S. is selling stuff. White papers are fine. You should have read the white papers before you talk to us. Then you'll have some questions that you can ask based on those white papers. But our core focus is how do you get the first customer? How do you keep them? How do you get another one? How do you build from there? Mm, good stuff. Yeah. Not, not, it's not much of a business if it doesn't have customers. So, yeah, no, you're kind of, no, kind of exactly. fundamental. Yep. Um, you have employees. You need to get them paid at some point. Somehow you need to get money for that. Yeah, funding will run out. We, we, yeah. we that's one one certainty. So, um, well, fantastic. So, um, as you you know, again, you've been at the the process of helping uh, companies enter the U.S. for uh, quite a while, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure you've seen some companies that do re really well and some that have challenges. As you think about the biggest challenges that that you know kind of are the common denominators and. Where, where companies fail in successful U.S. market entry, um, what, what would some of those be? I think there are really three things. One is what I mentioned before is, well, we've done this before, or this is what we've been doing forever, and we're really successful in this market, and we're doing it in the U.S., and it's not working. Um, and the second one is when people talk about the U.S. market. Uh, I'm based in Los Angeles. Southern California is, is a pretty big market. The, U, the Los Angeles County economy is 88 cities, 11 million people. It's $700 billion. It's the size of Saudi Arabia. So I grew up in Denmark. Denmark doesn't have a representation here. And yet they have an embassy in Riyadh. And I think they have 20 some odd people there. So it's just like, it just goes to show you even the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Denmark they don't quite see that this is an important place to be. California now is the fourth largest economy in the world, larger than Germany. Um, and if you see the U.S. market, um, that's, that's the wrong approach. And the last thing is companies get one opinion. Uh, often they go to, say, the, you know, their, their, their home country's trade organization, um, they ask an advisor or they rely on one person and they're like, okay, well, here, we're going to go with this. People go to the doctor and they're like, well, that doesn't seem right. I don't, I don't have a toothache. I'm going to get a second opinion on something minor. This is a big deal. Get a third, fourth, fifth opinion. 
we're happy to have this conversation with people many times. We ask a boatload of questions. And what we find is one of the biggest challenges is companies do not ask enough questions before they start in the U.S. No, not enough homework gets done. Is that? It, well, the homework is sort of, it's, um, it's biased by the channels that you have open. And if you don't have enough channels open, if you don't have, and if you don't have someone challenging you saying, okay, so you're doing this in Germany. Uh, or just people saying like, well, hey, I speak English really well. The Brits and the Americans speak a language. They both call English. They do not understand each other. There are phrases that are the exact same sequence of words that literally mean the opposite. Yeah, we're just we're just editing a uh, a trade show banner of one of our clients right now because it doesn't have it's it has an English word, not an American word on it yep. uh, <laughs> for that exact same that exact same thing. So, um, yeah. And, and I, you know, just thinking about what you're saying, um, if you talk to a surgeon, they recommend surgery. Uh, yep. Funny. About that. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, and one of the things that we see a lot is law firms do these presentations because they, they like to work with cross-border stuff because they know that it's profitable and, and whatnot. Mm. And what's their recommendation is they go into this conversation about LLCs and should you, uh, you know, form an entity in California or Delaware? And we often get this like, well, we're not going to have an office in Delaware. Should, should we really have a Delaware company? Like those two are completely distinct discussions. And we very strongly advise companies that the commercial decisions come first and they will drive the choices on the legal decisions that come later. And it's like, yes, those are important. And as lawyers, you should be advising them on, you should talk to your clients, but, but perhaps the lawyers should learn to talk to their commercial clients in a different way about this. But I don't see, I'm, we're not trying to change lawyers. We're just trying to change, change companies' minds about how they think about the U.S. market. Right, right. So, so maybe we'll, let's flip a little bit. We've kind of been talking about the challenges. Um, you, you clearly have had some companies that, um, uh, and, and I would say companies and leaders that have figured it out, that have gone and sort of done it the right way and, and, and been very successful in terms of expansion. What are the common traits or common denominators of, I would say, both the companies and the leaders you've seen? I think the biggest thing is curiosity. Just mm. asking questions like, okay, so the U.S. is a big market. Okay, why? Tell me why. Well, it's just, and, and if the answer is like, well, it's huge. It's the biggest economy in the world. Okay, why is it a big market for us? T talk more about, and the ones that ask open questions. So the ones that are like, give me context here. Tell me why. Tell me more about that. Tell me how and who and when and where. Open, big, large questions. And also the ones that are, that are humble enough to say, okay, uh, now we've had several people that we trust tell us that we should be in the U.S. and we should be doing things in the U.S., um, but I don't know. I, I may be the CEO. I may be the chief commercial officer, whatever their title is. I, you know, and one of the things that we get a lot of people who are export managers. Well, if you're coming into the U.S. and you've never been in the U.S. before, um, having the frame of reference that you are managing something, you're more like the export innovator because you're creating something completely new that you haven't done before. 
Uh, and so it's like that. It's like, well, I'm the export. I'm the export manager. I'm the director of export, whatever it is. But I don't know everything there is to know about the U.S. They may have lived in Germany and they're fantastic at selling these this company's products in Germany. But but being willing to say, I don't know, look through your LinkedIn context. Like, oh, my God, I know this guy, Bill. Uh, maybe he can help me. Maybe not. But call somebody up and say, hey. We want to be in the U.S. What are your thoughts about that? Does that strike you as a good idea? If so, what what should we do? Who should we talk to? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm hearing is is that, um, at least what I hear is is ego, um, and and clearly ego is a really important thing. If we didn't have some ego, or uh, leaders didn't have some ego, they they wouldn't start a business. They would they wouldn't you know, look to expand their business and things like that. But there's a limit in what I'm hearing uh, in terms of or uh, the leaders you've seen that are, are really good at expansion can control their ego or check their ego to um, to listen and to yeah. ask uh, good questions and, and be empathic and so on. Um, but, but am I hearing correctly? Yeah. And, and one of the things, I mean, we don't know everything. We're happy to say we don't know. We don't have all the answers. Uh, for instance, if you're gonna, if if you're a company that's going to hire employees, we positively will not advise on uh, on employment law. Uh, we know, you know, just enough, and then you know we'll tell you two or three things that it's completely different, and you're gonna hire people in in Pennsylvania, in Washington State, and in Florida. We need three different employment lawyers because those are three different three different frames, three different sets of laws. And the company leaders, if they stop and think about this, they do the same thing. They have outside counsel, they have accountants. They don't do everything themselves. Interestingly, sometimes companies come to us and they're like, well, I know everything there is to know about export. To the whole world, how could you possibly? And you know, we, we really focus so uh, we have a strong focus on environmental sustainability, products, technology, solutions in that space. Um, and, you know, sometimes companies come to us and they're like, well, we have this product. Like, well, we don't know anything about it. Uh, typically things like food products. Hey, we make fantastic jam. We want to sell to Whole Foods. Uh, you know, it sounds great. It looks like your product is fantastic. We can't help you. Right, right. No, it, it totally makes sense, and um, yeah, and keeping keeping into an area that you have uh, high confidence in and and can be supportive. Um, so, a last question for you here around you know if they're you know thinking of that um, that founder that's right now kind of on the uh, at the decision point of of whether or not to expand to the U.S. What's what's one piece of advice you'd give them um, in terms of you know, a best practice in terms of uh, sort of next step. Think of this as if you were planning a family vacation. There are going to be a lot of things, a lot of contingencies. There are going to be a lot of, uh, of points where you're going to want to be flexible. Uh, and really, like, the best thing is think of this as a family vacation where you have three kids under 10 and you're traveling far. Um, and, you know, just think, you know, people tell me this all the time, like, oh, we have small kids, so we can't travel internationally because we can't fly with a two-year-old. Well, you can. It just requires 
some advanced thinking, maybe ask some friends, you know, call a friend, do 50-50, whatever. But you need you need some input on, well, I've never done this before. So, uh, Bill, you've done this many times with your kids. What did you do when they were young? Uh, but think about this, like you want to have a good time. Uh, you want to get to the destination where you wanted to go. What are you going to do when you stay there? Are you, you know, when you arrive someplace, do I need a rental car? Am I going to rely on public transportation? Am I staying in a hotel, an Airbnb? Think of things. This is a complex uh, process. You're going from, from basically from one state of being to another state of being or from one place to another. You know, before you weren't exporting to the U.S., now you are. What does that look like? What are you going to be able to support? Are you even willing to take that trip uh, with a 10-hour flight with three kids under 10? Because a lot of people just say, like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be you know we're gonna be traveling again when our kids are 10. But until then, it's too much for us. And often, when it comes to engaging with the U.S. market, that is uh, just as good a decision as saying oh, no, we need to do it right now. If you can't support it, it's expensive, it's time-consuming, and, you know, it's sort of like if you're you're over the middle of the Atlantic and your two-year-old is bawling and you only brought one toy, you're going to have to be able to, you're going to have to be flexible and, and you're going to have to be creative and come up with some other solution because there's another five hours left of the flight and a bunch of angry passengers that are looking at you. Halfway is not really an option. No, 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 exactly. That, that, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, it, and if you're only, and if you're only, if you only have the knowledge, capacity, whatever it might be, if, if there are something, there are limitations, and you think you can only make it halfway, or if you can only put in half the effort of, of this venture, uh, you know, start developing those other, those other resources, figure it out what, what you can do. Of course, that's one of the things that we do. I mean, we serve as this outside advisor and, and help companies with a lot of the things. And, you know, and we're the ones that tell them like, well, if this is the journey that you're going to be on, these are the things that you need to be prepared to do. Makes, makes total sense. Well, this has been fantastic. Really appreciate you taking the time today. You've got a great map behind you as well. It's, uh, Thank you. Really, you've got the bottom half of the country pretty well displayed. Yeah. Well, you know, interesting. Interestingly, those are those are really like also like uh, portions of the country. I mean, we have New York up here, which is also obviously a huge economy, but some of the some of the states in the upper portion of the Midwest, uh, you know, Wyoming, Montana, have a significantly smaller population. There are definitely solutions that where those states are extremely relevant, but I would say that this portion of the map, these are places where, where we see uh, particular benefit for, uh, for European companies, particular opportunities, especially for, for the companies that we work with. Sure. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, always great to get your wisdom for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate you characterizing it as wisdom. So that's a good thing. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for chatting with me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you.